Welcome to the Down the Roads podcast. Uh, we're doing like six point episode six point five because uh, we kind of recorded a little a little show. It wasn't little; it's was still over an hour. But we recorded half of a show on uh, Monday because it was my finals week. Noah's going through some stuff as well, but uh, we're getting through it. And we want to talk about the Thursday night game, the Monday night game. Urban Meyer getting fired and COVID in the NFL. Uh, how you been, Noah? Dude, I've been good, man. It's been good since last time we talked. Some more good things have happened in sports world and some uh, crazy things as well, so I'm ready. Yeah, it's been a fun week of uh, football. So here it is, Friday night. Got the Christmas tree behind me. And uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to talk about those four things. Uh, just before we start, though, I just want to say, please remember to uh, do all the fun YouTube stuff. Like, comment, subscribe, share the video. Uh, follow us on uh, <clears throat> what on facebook on twitter we're on spotify we're on uh, uh apple Podcasts, google podcasts uh anchor which is uh the the source feed for all of those uh so yeah itunes i looked myself up on itunes yesterday i found myself i was like oh that's pretty cool so uh yeah just be sure to follow us on all that type of stuff and uh yeah we're gonna actually start with urban meyer getting fired first uh which is a long time coming. Not really. He got hired back in January. And uh, I was, I was saying something about like, I I think he's going to get fired. I think he's going to be the first coach to get fired. He's just started off this season horribly. And uh, he was the first coach fired. John Gruden was let go. He kind of resigned. Urban Meyer first coach fired in the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For some coaches, you know, you kind of, you feel like, they're not given like a fair chance when they're fired, but, you know, I feel like John Gruden and, you know, Urban Meyer are both two people that kind of brought it upon themselves in a way off season and on the field without uh, they weren't, they were lacking ability in the coaching and off the field as role model for the team as well. So I saw it coming. Yeah. What's a, Yeah. I, 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 I said something on the show. I also posted on our Facebook page, like he's not going to last till the end of the season. And uh, then like two days later he was fired. I was like, yeah, that was pretty easy bet that would have been an easy bet to make that he's going to get fired. Um, a lot of people thought Matt Nagy would be the first coach fired this season, and uh, he probably did deserve it. But, uh, well, actually, I wouldn't even say that. He Up until this season, he's had a better record than Kyle Shanahan. So, like, I don't really know if he really deserves to get fired yet. But uh, Urban Meyer, first coach fired. And, um, yeah, I just want to run through all the things that he's done because in one season he's had more scandals than, like, most coaches in an entire – coaching career and um yeah I actually made a comment stupid phone making noises uh so I actually think he got this big old contract and then he was like I don't actually feel like coaching and it says in my contract I won't lose any money if I get fired so what if I just work on getting fired instead of work on having a good team what do you think about that do you think he he sabotaged his own season uh, definitely. Yeah. I, I definitely, you know, kind of, he sabotaged a lot off the season, you know, you know, I think a lot of what happened with just his family and, and, and on the field as well. There's a lot of stuff that happened and not this, this doesn't really happen with a lot of coaches where they're the ones bringing the drama. Usually it's players and for a coach to do that to a team that's already struggling and kind of looks to their coach for help and uh, to lead them in the right direction. I definitely hundred percent saw this coming. <clears throat> yeah. Do, well, okay. My question is, do you think, like he's, he did it on purpose. Like he did oh. all this horrible stuff because he did a lot of things. Right. What like, okay. So obviously it just came out that Josh Lambeau said that uh, Urban Meyer kicked him and then said, 
I'm the head coach. I'll kick you whenever I want and uh, make your kicks and yada, yada, yada. But that happened a long time ago. Josh Lambo is not with the team anymore. Uh, what else did Ermeyer do? He, uh, he didn't go home with the team when they played Cincinnati on Thursday night. Instead, he went to uh, this bar that he owns and was grinding on some woman. Uh-huh. Uh, he was telling his coaches relatively recently that uh, you guys are losers. I'm a natural winner and you guys need to start winning. And he's the one who hired those coaches. So, like, if they're so bad, what are you doing hiring them, right? Um, He didn't do any good for the team. He benched James Robinson for fumbling when he's probably their best offensive player. Um, Of course, Trevor Lawrence might eventually become a really good quarterback. But right now, James Robinson Robinson is their best player. Yeah. Benched him. Uh, God, I know there's more. But, uh, yeah, so do you think he did all of that on purpose to get fired just to keep the money? I mean, maybe not at first, but maybe once he found out that it could be a way out, maybe it led to him doing more things on purpose because I can't, it kind of started off not as bad. But it seemed like things got a little bit slowly worse. But um, I think that, uh, you know, there also there also could be other problems that we don't even know about involved. Like, I don't want to accuse anybody, but, you know, like you said, he went to a bar that he owns. Maybe there could be some drinking issues that leads to some of this. Uh, but who knows, man? Yeah, I, I don't want to accuse him or uh, say that he's doing something on purpose when truly we don't know. But at the same time, it doesn't help when there's like a lot of things and the things that like are unnecessary, as you said, kicking and saying, I'll kick you and I want and I'm a winner. You're a loser. Like I, I, that could be definitely a way out. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know there's more. Why, I'm blanking on it now. Of course I am, because I, lo- I looked up everything just to be sure I would know. And then wouldn't you know, we start the podcast a couple hours, you know, ago since I looked all this stuff up. And now I'm like, whoa, what, what did he do? Um, am, am I missing anything? Do you know anything off the top of your head? No, you said the two things that I knew or the, the couple of things that I knew. Um, yeah, so Urban Meyer fired and uh, Bevel takes over. And uh, he's already saying Robinson or yeah, James Robinson's our guy. He's going to be starting nonstop because he's our guy. And uh, one of the other fascinating things I saw was uh, Urban Meyer would go to the media and say one thing, and then the media would ask Trevor Lawrence, and then he would come out and say the opposite. Like, so there was, and then he was losing his team, right? Yeah. None of that team cared for about him at all. And he came in and he tried to coach this team like he was, uh, like still a college coach. He thought that it was the same as the recruiting process. Like, Oh, I, you know, I can give you the best here in Jacksonville, but uh, nobody's going to want to play for you. <laughs> so, yeah. He just brought in the, the, the mentality of a college coach and just proved right there that you can't win in the NFL because yeah. you're playing with men, not children. Definitely. People in college aren't children, but you know what I mean? Do you have anything else you want to add on that? Uh, do you know is going to coach in the NFL again? I don't think he'll coach in the NFL again. I can, I definitely see college. Okay. Back to the old college. You know, probably, he'll probably be good in college, man. He's, he's not a bad coach. You know, don't want to take it. You know, he had a, a pretty successful career. That's why he led, got, led him to this job. But um, like I said, I think it's back to college and we'll see what happens from there. But I don't hey, think, I don't see any jobs in the NFL. He won two uh, state championships. That was another thing. Okay. One of the first things this man does, I'm glad I remembered this. I just wrote a paper on this guy. Um, he hired Chris Doyle. Stupid water bottle. He hired Chris Doyle, right? Do you know that name? Off the top yeah. Of your head? 
Yeah. Okay. So Chris Doyle, for people who don't know, uh, was the strength and conditioning coach at uh, Iowa, and he was a giant racist. He um, belittled players and made racist comments to the black players on the team. He made players feel uncomfortable. Uh, this uh, Hush Blackwell, Blackwell report came out a couple or a year and a couple months ago, and he gets fired. He still gets a million dollar uh, uh, settlement to walk away from the team, a million dollars to get fired from the Iowa Hawkeyes. And that's one of the first things Urban Meyer does is hire Chris Doyle. And it's like, you're just proving right there that like you have the college mentality, you get the best strength and conditioning coach in college football who's also a giant racist who doesn't deserve a job. And, yeah. and it's not even like, that's not speculation. That's not anything that's, that shouldn't be controversial for me to say it's, it's actual like proven that he was horrible to his players, yeah. but he was horrible to them. And so uh, he gets hired. There's a lot of backlash. He gets fired or let go within like a week. So mm -hmm. that was just another, that was just a great way to start the Urban Meyer tenure. <laughs> Chris Doyle saga um, ending in Jacksonville, which is just uh, just beautiful. Um, yeah, so we I don't think he'll be in the NFL either. Yeah. Okay. Um, glad we got the Urban Meyer firing out of the way. That was uh, amazing. Uh, the thumbnail has Urban Meyer with his head over his hand, like, oh my god, this this he was a horrible coach. Two and a, <laughs> two and eleven. <laughs> he did nothing for Jacksonville. Yeah. All right. All right, Jacksonville deserves better. They got Trevor Lawrence. Okay, next topic we're going to talk about is uh, the COVID. COVID in the NFL is uh, making the NFL tough right now. There's three different games that were postponed uh, this week, and there's two different teams in particular. No, three different teams in particular that are getting hit hard with COVID right now. Uh, the Browns, they're getting hit hard. Their game got delayed. Uh, the Washington football team who are playing the Browns, it got delayed. Uh, they have a, a bunch of uh, players out. Taylor Heineke is out. Uh, Las Vegas is playing the Browns. Huh? Las Vegas is playing the Browns this week. Washington's playing Philadelphia. But both of those games got delayed, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Okay. Oh, yeah. My fault. I didn't know. I know I what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't. I, I definitely <laughs> meant they were playing together. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, both of those uh, games got delayed, one to Monday night, one to two to Tuesday night. Um, in particular, though, there's one team, the Rams are getting destroyed with uh, COVID. Let me let me read off this uh, Rams uh, COVID list really quick. Let me see if I can scroll down to the Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Okay, so we got Grant Haley, Justin Lawyer, Tyler Higby, Tremaine Ankrum, uh, Antoine Brooks, Bobby Evans, Jake Gravas, Vaughn Miller, uh, Kareem Orr, Troy Reader, Christian Rose, Rosboom, Jordan Fuller, and uh, there's there's plenty more. Odo Beckham, uh, yeah. So just like <laughs> most of their team, Jalen Ramsey's out. Uh, Daryl Henderson, holy crap! And so with uh, Washington, Washington has a crazy list too. Let's see here. Uh, Washington's list, Taylor Heineke, like I said, uh, Wendell Smallwood, Daniel Wise, uh, Cam Curl, Tyler Larson, um, Troy App, uh, Camille Eifler, Derek Forrest, Cornelius Lucas, like there's so many names, Kyle Allen, 
Uh, their backup quarterback, Kyle Allen. So they got both of their quarterbacks are out. Um, and uh, let's see here. The Saturday game, it, this is we me and you were both excited for the Saturday night football games, right? Yeah. And the three o'clock game between the, the uh, Vegas and the Browns got moved to Monday. And uh, the football team versus uh, Eagles and Seattle versus Rams both got moved to Tuesday. I know uh, the Bears are getting hit by COVID really hard right now. It's the first major surge we've seen of, uh, of COVID all season. I know last year we had a couple of games get pushed to Tuesday. I remember the, the Ravens and Chargers maybe played, and they didn't even have Lamar Jackson. And uh, this season, this is the first time we've seen anything like this. And uh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I wasn't going to say anything. You're good. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, the Bears, uh, Andy Dalton and um, – crap. Just, they just put somebody else on the COVID list as well. The Bears are getting hit by COVID really hard right now. Um, Andy Dalton and Duke Shelley. So every team is just, except for like the 49ers, who have had like three guys all year. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. What do you think about the games getting delayed? I mean, I, to me, this feels like this is the worst week, like literal week. Because like, I mean, last year you had some games being postponed, but like, it wasn't like three, four, you know, in the same week. Now this week we got three, and it's just like boom like that. So hopefully they can get everything taken uh, control because safety and health obviously comes first before anything. But um, uh, it's going to be cool having Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday games, but it's not under these circumstances that you want to have Tuesday games. And then a Saturday one that I was really looking forward to getting moved, and this really affects teams like Washington and Cleveland because they're in the playoff push. So losing key players, getting their schedule, sometimes – and Cleveland might even be better off playing Saturday than, you know, postponing and then messing with their schedule and having a short week the next week this late in the season. So it's very interesting at this point to see uh, Washington and Cleveland, especially out of all the teams. I mean, the Rams, of course, you know, I think they're going to they have more of a balance ahead of some teams. But, yeah, this late in the season, man, it's kind of kind of crazy to see like such a schedule buffer. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see some Tuesday games as well, though, for sure. Yeah, I, I like Tuesday games. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the thing with the Browns is, uh, Baker Mayfield is out with COVID mm-hmm. and so is Case Keenum, their backup. Yeah. So I don't even know who they're going to have. Yeah, I would say who's their third stringer. I have no clue off the top of my head. Yeah. So uh, they'll have their third string, uh, quarterback in unless, uh, Baker or Case Keenum is in by the time they play on Monday night. Or is that one of the games? Yeah, that's Monday night game. So yeah, I don't even know what time they're going to play on Monday. Is it going to be like a four o'clock and a seven o'clock game or going to have two games at seven? Or maybe one at yeah. seven, one at nine. Um, it's in Cleveland, I assume. So it's not like they can play at nine o'clock. Um, so that's just the other game is in either Minnesota or Chicago. So both games are going to be played in the Midwest. So I, I believe both games are in uh, the central time zone. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's just crazy how all this happened. And this isn't just a football thing, right? This is a professional sports thing it's like hitting it's hitting every professional sports league hard right now football especially uh hockey they're in canada they're going back to 50 percent capacity for fans um i know my toronto maple Leafs are losing a bunch of key players john tavares and uh, william nylander are both out um i have no clue about how it is in basketball so i guess i should back up for a second <laughs> Is basketball getting hit like this? It's it's starting to like I would say recently more players have been now, but I it's not as bad as football or hockey. I don't think it. Yeah, so, um, I you know what I think it is? I, I think it's the holidays. I think everybody there's a lot more travel, 
and these players are probably being around their family. Everybody's being a little bit more relaxed and then mm-hmm. COVID coming in and hitting everybody hard again. And like you said, I think this could be the worst week just in general. Cause I don't remember mm-hmm. any week last year having three games. Yeah. Like probably throughout the season, there was three games postponed. And now this week we have three in one week and we haven't had one before this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, they obviously have to do something. I don't really know what they can do. Uh, you postpone, you hope for the best. Uh, if these players aren't vaccinated, hopefully you get them vaccinated, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I hope everybody stays healthy um, and we get these football games rolling and uh, nobody gets, more, excuse me, more sick than they need to be. Yeah, I agree, man. Hopefully every, that's the most important thing, you know, of course, as we've all said is safety and health. So hopefully everybody can feel good, you know, and be good and, uh, you know, take the time that they need. It's just unfortunate to happen, you know, I mean, anytime, of course, especially this late in the season. Yeah, and just like you said, perfectly, it's it's hurting these teams mm-hmm. because they're they're gonna have these short weeks where they're gonna have all their players out. You know, some teams are up to like nine, ten players out with COVID. Yep. Like you're struggling. I know uh, the Colorado Avalanche. To get off topic a second of hockey, um, are playing with eleven forwards, five defensemen, and one goalie, which is a uh, not something you do. You usually play with twelve forwards. Uh, six defensemen and two goalies and yeah. they're playing with 11 five and a one which is uh let's see here three less than they should be which is crazy if you if your goalie gets hurt in that game uh you're gonna have the emergency goalie from the stands come down and play for your team it's crazy what's happening in the in sports world right now so hopefully we can get a break and uh everybody gets healthy again that's what i'm hoping how would they how would they do that if the goalie really got hurt yeah, legitimately, they have a, a, a backup goalie who just kind of chills in the stands. Oh. And uh, yeah, it happened to the Maple Leafs uh, in uh, early 2020. Uh, wow. They were playing the uh, the cur- the, cur- the Carolina, Ab- or, oh my God, the <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, both of their goalies got hurt. Um, I can't remember the first guy's name, James Reimer, I believe got uh, hurt to start the game. And then Peter Morazic came out and he got hit by Kyle Clifford. So he got hurt. And so they had to bring an emergency goalie, David Ayers, who's like a 40 year old Zamboni driver. And he comes down and he gets in his goalie, his goalie gear, which is by the way, it's Toronto Maple Leaf gear because he's the emergency goalie at uh, Scotiabank uh, or Air Canada Center, whatever it is for the Maple Leafs. He comes down, he plays for the Carolina Hurricanes and he gets the win. He wow. the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was embarrassing. Everybody was making fun of the Maple Leafs for like a month until COVID happened and everybody forgot, but the Maple Leafs <laughs> lost to a 40-year-old Zamboni driver. They should have kept him in on the team. What's that? They should have kept him in on the team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it happened It happened for the Blackhawks, too. They uh, had one or two of their goalies get hurt in the same game, and this uh, accountant came down. He was also the emergency goalie, and he got a shutout. He did not allow a goal, I believe, against uh, the Winnipeg Jets, I think. I, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, internet people, but I believe he played the Win- Winnipeg Jets and he did not allow a goal. And he was playing like Patrick Laine, who's like got the best shot in the league. <laughs> so it's crazy how both of those guys, I think in the same season, uh, recorded wins. So, yeah, that's how they do it. They have emergency goalies just in case the two guys get hurt. And for the Avalanche – 
if their one guy gets hurt. Yeah. So, uh, that's uh, our little COVID and Urban Meyer talk. Um, we're going to recap the Monday night football game that we were um, watching as we did our podcast on Monday night. And then we're also going to record or uh, recap the uh, Thursday night game that happened last night, which was a crazy fun game. Uh, but let's start with the Monday night game. Cause that makes sense is uh, the Rams and Cardinals Rams won 30 to 23. Uh, I really quick wanted to say, I know I was stressing about my fantasy team uh, to anybody who actually watched that uh, episode and uh, the Arizona Cardinal defense scored one point and I won by one point. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I got into the playoffs now. So my fantasy team, I have a chance to win the money, which is uh, amazing. Something you always want to do. You bet money, you want to win. Uh, so yeah, it also was uh, another game that continued with our theme of an almost comeback because Arizona almost came back and won, or at least tied this game. So mm-hmm. I know we didn't really watch too much of this game because we were doing the podcast, but what do you think about this game? To me, it's just a big, uh, uh, just like a big uh, statement game is the word I'm looking for for the Rams. Just you know, they were talked down about a little bit. We kept saying that they lost some tough ones. Uh, they're losing some. They're getting blown out some games that they sh- should have at least been close. And they were looking good at the beginning of the season. They fell off like three in a row. Turned around with Jacksonville, and then uh, they really needed this win uh, to submit that they can still win the division. And they went out there and they did that. I think they're the only true chance to catch Arizona and uh they with this win they get him right there they're only a game back I believe and uh keep uh keep it tough for the six and sevens below them to catch them with this win because I don't think too many people maybe saw them winning but it was a huge win for Rams yeah and you know the signs were on the wall now that I look back on it the the Bears played the Cardinals uh two weeks ago and it was the first game back for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and the Bears, uh, the Bears, Andy Dolan threw four interceptions that put the Cardinals on the Bears side of the field all four times, and the Cardinals put up uh, 24 points, I believe, on, on those four interceptions. And without those four interceptions, it's likely the Bears win that game. And so now looking back on it, it's like I know we both picked the Cardinals, I believe, and uh, I don't know if we picked them both in the, the pool that we're in, but we picked them on the show, I think. And I really should have thought more critically that the Rams do have a chance. They finally got their footing. They beat the, uh, the Jaguars. Again, it wasn't impressive. That's why I picked the Cardinals. But the Cardinals win over the Bears wasn't too impressive. So I should have saw the momentum and realized that the Rams are going to capitalize. And like you said, they have a chance to catch the Cardinals if the Cardinals stumble. This also was a big statement win, like you said. It shows that they could definitely win the Super Bowl or at least make it. Um, cause everybody thought, you know, Oh, it's Matthew Stafford. They can't go anywhere, but they finally got back. Maybe Matthew Stafford's his hand is healthy again. Um, so yeah, huge statement win. uh, Cardinals almost came back. They scored uh, 10 in the fourth quarter. I believe the score was 13 to 27 going into the fourth quarter. And then the Cardinals got it down to literally a hail Mary, um, which, uh, Kyle Murray got sacked. So it ended all chances, but you remember the Hail Mary they had last season, right? Yeah. Was it Green Bay? or No, 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 no. Yeah. Cardinals against uh... – Oh, you t- with Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins at yeah, the end. Yeah, it was yeah. against a really good team. Yeah, yeah. I don't – was it the Rams? I Maybe think it was not? the Rams. Yeah, it might have been I, – I know I know exactly what you're talking about, though. I was thinking of the, the Packers Hail Mary not too long, like a couple – five, four, three or so back, yeah. but this one, yeah. I know what you're talking about. There's so many Aaron Rodgers Hail Marys. I hate <laughs> – that Aaron Rodgers plays for the Packers. Anyway, talk about it for a moment. Let me find this game. 
Yeah, the, uh, to me, the only thing I was going to say about the Rams-Cardinals game is honestly that the fact that I think we did kind of we mentioned a little bit, the Cardinals slipped up the one seed. And um, I think that's why a lot of people had them possibly coming out of the NFC to the Super Bowl because they had the one seed and they're looking like they're going to lock, uh, lock it up um, against especially their division. They look like the best in it. Rams come out there, shock them, and now the Packers are number one. They look like they're the queer obstacle or a uh, clear uh, obstacle for everybody else to beat to get there, and it looks like they're going to be the ones there if they can just keep playing the way they've been playing. The Hail Murray touchdown was uh, against the Bills. Oh, yeah, I knew, Bills. Was, I knew it was a good team. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just th- that throw is insane. It should go down as one of the best throws and catches in uh, NFL history. Um, and they still didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> the Bears made the playoffs. That's embarrassing. Um, but yeah. 100%. And that division, you've talked about it before on the show. There's a lot of uh, opportunity for upsets in that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those teams upset each other all the time. You know, Seattle yeah. upset uh, the 49ers a couple weeks ago. Now the Rams upset the Cardinals. If you're looking back at the beginning of the season, we thought the Cardinals upset the Rams when the Rams look so good and yeah. then the Cardinals beat them. So uh, yeah, this division is crazy. It's a fun division. And uh it makes things a lot more interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if you don't have anything else to say on that game, we can go to the Thursday night game last night. Yeah, just to touch on the division, man. If Seattle was healthy, this would probably be the best division of football. Seattle had a healthy Russell Wilson earlier on. This could be possibly you know, the best, the most well put together. Niners had a lot of injuries as well beginning. Rams getting hit with COVID. This could be the best division of football, man. I agree. I agree, yeah. And, and Seattle's fighting now too because, again, they have nothing to – to lose for it because they don't yeah. have their first round pick. So they're, they're showing that they can definitely compete. And uh, there's an, there's like a, like a, a 1% chance Seattle gets to the playoffs. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like the like, Dolphins could happen. Yeah. All right. All right. We can talk about the Thursday night game. Now this was a uh, chiefs and chargers uh, chargers or excuse me, the chiefs win 34, 28 in overtime. Uh, my perspective of the game was it was a fun game despite nobody scoring for three quarters. And then all of a sudden there's a ton of scoring in the fourth quarter. Um, it was a really fun game. I watched through all of it. Um, a lot of mistakes in this game. I think uh, the Chargers went for it a lot on fourth down when they should have kicked a couple field goals and they would have won this game without going to overtime. Um, uh, and then there was another point where they went up. Uh, it would have been shit. Uh, 21 to 13. They went up 21 to 13 in the fourth quarter. And I made a question on Twitter. I was like, was this really the right decision to make to go for one point? You've been aggressive all game going forward on fourth down after fourth down after fourth down. Why not go for two? And if you don't get the the two point conversion, it's 20 to 13. So it's not like uh, the chiefs are going to score a touchdown and go up immediately. They still have to kick the extra point. Uh, But if you go for one, they have to go for two, the chiefs. But if you go for two yourself, it's, it's less of a risk, right, because they still have to score a touchdown, which they struggled to do all the, all the game until the next drive. Um, and then they scored 14 more or two more. Um, so if you go for two, you make it a nine-point game, and all of a sudden the Chiefs are down by nine with like 10 minutes left, and they have to score two scores. And it makes it so much more difficult. And it's like you're, the Chargers are taking so many risks in this game. Why not go for the two-point conversion? Yeah, I agree. And uh, from the one thing that I also like kind of you kind of touched about it as well, man, that I saw about this game was that the Chargers weren't afraid to go for it, man. They went for it a lot. 
and they at the end of the game they said they don't regret it and they they uh they are glad they did it and they did come up short man but they really showed that they can hang with the Chiefs and they're a real contender this year and we're going to be seeing a lot of these great matches between these two quarterbacks throughout you know some many more years to come so I'm excited for that as well yeah every game between Herbert and uh, Mahomes has been really yes. good mm-hmm. uh, and yeah like you said it, it shows that they're willing to compete and just go for it all the time yeah. they're they're uh, nonstop or uh, whatever the word is, <laughs> whatever the phrase is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, did you watch much of this game? I know I watched all of it. It was, well, I missed the first two minutes. And I know when I first started, there was that injury for the mm-hmm. Chargers tight end. And I, I saw the replay and uh, it didn't look that severe, but uh, he just must have hit his head too hard and uh, it didn't look too good. I, I didn't really watch any of this game, but I watched, I, I mean, I, I read up about it and made sure, you know, I studied how the game went and everything. And, you know, the, the, the slow start, the, the exciting game, I heard it was exciting from start to finish. And like I said about how the Chargers weren't really scared to go for it. And just these are two good teams to look out for in the AFC. You know, one is a wild card, one is a division winner that we, face, we may face again. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, like, like you said, uh, it wasn't that it was like low scoring or anything. Both teams were making it to the other side of the field. And then there were critical mistakes. Yeah. The Chargers kept on going for it on fourth down and they, they didn't get it like half the time. So on the first drive, they go for it on fourth down and they throw it in the end zone. It gets dropped. That's where the player got hurt. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I should probably look that up. That's super disrespectful. Um, yeah. I saw that. Too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then they go for it again on another fourth down on the, ins- on uh, the other side of the field and they don't get that one either. I know the chiefs had a couple turnovers that, um, were, they could have scored on that drive. So it's just a lot of those things happened to where like these teams could have scored way more to start the game, but going into the fourth quarter, it's like 14, 13 or something like that. Yeah. I'm gonna look up this guy's name real quick. Yeah, yeah, I actually remember waking up and uh, or after I saw saw that, woke up throughout the night, and then I checked, you know, this final score, and then I heard that's like the first one of the first articles I had. I went to YouTube, or it was on YouTube, and I saw it, and I, I just, you know, I was like, oh my, you know, not even have any really contact, you know, so it's just it's just, football could be a scary sport, but you know, he's in stable condition and doing better, so that's good. Yeah, his name is uh, Donald Parham. I knew, yeah. was, I thought Parham, but I was like, I don't want to be wrong and say the wrong name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, I started the game and I was so confused because I was like, okay, Patrick Mahomes is on the field, but like there's an injury for the Chargers. It's in the end zone. I was so confused. Yeah. I didn't get to see the uh, the replay until later or until today when I was at work. Um, yeah. And just like you said, n- not a lot of contact. Goes to catch the ball. Uh, he kind of goes to the ground. He can't hold on to it. He slams his head. And uh, I hated the, the, um, the cameraman. Got right up on his face as he's lying on the ground, basically like knocked out. Yeah. His arms up, and they got a close up of his face. I was like, that's, I, like, you know, the cameraman probably not realizing what's happening in the moment, but uh, I just thought it was super disrespectful to show him like basically knocked out on the ground. Yeah. And, yeah it was just a scary thing to witness. I and agree. Time you see guys like getting carted off and they're like pu- putting up the thumbs up and stuff. And uh, I think he put a thumbs up, but he, he just didn't look good going off the field. Yeah. And, uh, um yeah i don't know i don't see any uh injury report on him Uh, i just said he was in stable condition yeah resting comfortably and likely to be discharged from hospital on friday so that's good that's good he'll probably you know get a week off or two to kind of feel better make sure he's probably in concussion protocol and whatnot yeah 
So, uh, yeah. Uh, besides that, you know, the Dodgers definitely had something to play for. It would have been nice to win just for him. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't care who won. I like both of these teams. They're both really fun. So, yes. Uh, that's all I got to say on that game, Noah. I don't know if there's anything else going on in the NFL you want to talk about. No, but the NFL, man, I think we got pretty much most of the big topics, hot topics for this week, especially, you know, the Urban Meyer, everything going on with the COVID and, you know, the two games. So I think that's a pretty good yeah. spot. All right, guys. Uh, that's the end of uh, the Down the Roads podcast. Uh, this is episode 6.5. Uh, we're doing just a little half episode to uh, catch up. Um, we'll be back sometime next week. We haven't decided yet. Um, to talk about uh, the Sunday and Monday and Tuesday games. So maybe we'll do it on like Wednesday just so that we can talk about all those games. Um, So yeah, that's the show. And uh, thank you so much for watching and uh, peace out. Peace.